Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In Between the Stitches. As always, I'm your host, and and look, Chase Olschwanger is back with me. I'm back. In the studio, so I will not be doing the solo episode again. Thank you, Chase, for being here. Yeah, no, I hope it, everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you had a good one. Yep, uh, I did. How about yourself? I had a great one. I had family come in town. It's good food, good football. Cowboys won. Yeah. It, it's better, because I think we were like 1-9 in nine the past 10. I didn't know that. We were like 1-9 in nine the past 10. Because, because there were obviously games like that Raiders game yeah, just that terrible. ruined my Thanksgiving because I was <laughs> just so pissed at the refs and everything. But it was a good week of football, except for that Bills game. We will talk about that, and you will hear my thoughts, my my censored thoughts. <laughs> I need to keep that in mind. Uh, but of course, as always, we're going to kick it off with some hockey. Zach Babb will not be with us, but we're going to do our best. So obviously beat the Winnipeg Jets 2-0 last night. Um, Ottinger had a shutout. You know, I think that, again— I, I said it last week, and I'll continue to say it when it comes to the issue with the Stars and a little bit with the Mavs. It's kind of the same points because the season's so, you know, kind of right. it's the same thing with baseball. It's like, well, each week you're kind of making the same points sometimes because, well, it doesn't change week to week. It's more of a month-to-month type of thing right. than it is with football, which is week to week. But got Calgary in Calgary uh, tomorrow at 8. So we, we've dropped number two in the division, number three, number five in the conference. But, I mean— I don't pay attention to that right now. So. No, I, w- I would like to say this. Um, the Stars are having a lot of inconsistency problems right now. You know, you're beating teams 7-3, to three, right? And then you end up losing that game. Or well, a good example was versus uh, Colorado it was. You're up 3-0, and then you give up 6 unanswered. Right. Like that, that, That's something that championship teams don't do. And Colorado we know very well is a championship team. And then, you know, the like when the Stars were down 2 nothing, and they ended up winning 6-2 or whatever it was, 7-2, 7-3. So it's like, what's going on here? You, you got to hold these leads, and then you're having to, you know, make your way back, and which is good, and winning those games. Yeah. But it's like you got to seize a little more consistency here. You you, you want to see more because he's from a championship team. But I'm not worried until you get to, like, February and March. And yeah. that, that's when kind of the season heats up. Right now, it's so early. Yeah, of course. It's... It, it, it's, I'm not worried about anything. I'm happy that we haven't had any injuries. We've been healthy. I hope it stays you've, that way. You've, yep, you're, we're, we're all knocking on the table here, hoping that it stays that way. But again, you've been playing well. You've been winning games. And and we, as we saw with the Rangers, and as we saw with the Panthers last year, to go to, and use a hockey reference, you just got to get in. It doesn't matter how you get in. It doesn't matter if you pack in, if you crawl in, or if you jump in with both feet. As long as you get in, you got a chance to win the championship. Exactly. And I still maintain that all four, I will keep saying it every week, all four teams have a chance. The Cowboys are the next one up. So if they win the Super Bowl, then it'll be on, what, the Stars? Who who, who wins first? Because it's about the same time. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I, th- I, th- I think it might be the Stars. Cause I think it might be. I know if you go all the way to the finals, it ends in... May something like that. June, well, June. It'll be on the Mavs and the Stars then yeah. to to carry on the torch. But <laughs> the, the Cowboys are the one that makes me nervous. But we'll get to them in a second. But sure. the Stars, they're playing like a team that could make a run. Yeah. Maybe not the Bruins of last year, but hey, the Bruins didn't even make it out of the second round, right? So it was no, no, it was the no, first. first. It was round. the first, not the second round. The first round. And that was it. right. They lost to the Panthers. Yeah. Short term. <laughs> um, but it, so you don't have to run the table to win the championship. Sure. Yeah, and talking about the Stars' inconsistency is not me. You know, it doesn't mean just no, discrediting no. them at all. They're a great hockey team. We are a good team. We are a team that is capable of winning. And it's just, you know, something that you got to watch out for is something that's a little bit concerning on you're falling back and then you have to make your way up or you're having big leads and you lose them. Right. Just stuff that can't happen when it gets to the postseason. 
And I did want to mention that they are getting Mike Madonna a statue yeah. outside the American. So finally, uh, the greatest American-born hockey player of all time will get his his statue. Uh, so now we're going to move to Chase's expertise here and go to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Mavs beat the Rockets 151. Wait, I have that wrong. 121 to 115. 121 yeah. to 115. I, I did it backwards <laughs> uh, yesterday as well. So it was a nice day for DFW Sports. Uh, we got the Grizzlies at home on Friday. It's so it feels so weird because it, it's December first when you play a game, but it feels so far away. Right. It's just two days. Right. Uh, November has gone by quickly. Uh, Mark Cuban sold shares to the Adelson family, which they pronounced it, and then we are obviously targeting Dorian Finney-Smith. So Chase, yeah, where would you like to start? Yeah, I mean that's 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 pretty much it right there, all in the one little package. Um, <laughs> but no, so, uh, Mavs look good. They do. Um, they look good yesterday. Um, the Rockets actually had the best defensive team. Um, when it comes to opponent scoring points um, in the in the NBA, and the Mavs took advantage of that, and it looked like you know Rockets had nothing. Luca with a forty-one nine and nine, and it, it's very nice part of the script that Luca dropped forty-one with Dirk on his first <laughs> broadcast last night. If you did not tune in, Dirk was with Falwell and uh, Devin Harris on the broadcast last night, and you know. Is that gonna be like a constant thing? I don't believe so, no, because obviously you still got Derek Harper who's gonna be there. I don't know where I don't know where Harper's been this year. I don't know the situation going on there. Um, but it's whatever. Uh, but no, I, I don't think this is a, I don't think it's a one-time thing, but it's not going to be something that's going to be yeah. consistent throughout the season. And then uh, I do want to make a note that Adolis Garcia, Obambi yeah. himself was uh, jersey swapping with Luca. Yeah, that was awesome. And was there, which, and that was really cool to see just because I don't think some people realized it'll take a little while to really full, like fully set in, but all of those guys from Ian Kennedy, who just retired to Corey Seager and Adolis Garcia, the big heroes, Everyone on that team will a always get an ovation when they come back, yeah, and b will forever be immortalized as a champion. Yeah, even uh, it, that's it, it's the weirdest thing to think about. Like Garcia went from fan favorite; he usually gets the biggest little pop, you know, during the games for all the current players. But now he's a DFW he's a DFW legend. Yeah, of he's course. no longer just a Rangers fan favorite that we remember very fondly. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not comparing him to him, but like a Pete in Cavilia or someone like that. That we, you know, Ruben Sierra that we think about really fondly and was a lot of fun to watch. Now he's a legend. Yeah. Like we're talking legend. Well, they'll probably put the team in the Rangers Hall of Fame. Yeah. So he'll be. When I say that, when I ever, if ever, anytime I say when he'll be Rangers Hall of Famer from this team or from 2023's team, I'm probably talking about them being in the Hall of Fame as the team. Now Seager is probably gonna go to the Hall of Fame as a player. Yes, for sure. And Garcia could yeah. as well. Uh, but we, what we will see. Anyway, back to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, they they played well. You know, the Rockets are they're not a world beating team, but they're a good defensive team. Yeah, they're, no, they are, and they're, they're you know, above above five hundred team to start the year. You know, they're uh, they're good. They're young. Yeah, they're That's the biggest thing. They're all, they're on the upswing, as we could say. In sports. Of course, yeah. There's a lot of teams that you know, like teams like the Magic, who are second in the Eastern Conference, and the Timberwolves were leading the Western Conference with the. Uh, um, who's behind him? Uh, the Thunder at second. It's like teams that you did not expect to be here, but every year they get better, and now you're really seeing that they're getting to their potential. You know, they have their their team healthy. You know, Chet is healthy, and he's Rookie of the Year right now over Wembenyama. Right. You know, it's it's scary to see that these teams now who were you know looking at last year like whatever, right? They're they're the teams you got to watch out for now. Well, I think that we also kind of knew the Thunder were going to be what they have been because they had an injury. Yeah. Right. So they had some injury problems, and we kind of didn't see them at full strength. I think Sam Presti deserves a ton of credit because he he took an aging veteran kind of base team, 
and turned it into this young team. He's got how many? I think he's got what, like a frick ton of first round picks. Yeah. From now until the end of the decade. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's I can't remember the number. It was absurd when I saw what what the number actually was for how many first round picks this man was able to accumulate in this decade. Yeah, and now you already got a good team, so you're just going to be, every year, just going to be building and, and building and, and building. And if you don't want to use those picks, because a lot of them are, you know, from other teams, so it's not you doing, it, it doesn't, right. you're not being penalized by doing good. You're you're hoping other teams are doing bad. Yeah, but yeah, you as you were going to say, I know you are going to say, you have all these picks to go for a star. Another one. Yeah. You, know, so, to, you have ammunition to trade for somebody that's, yeah. you know, the Clippers have attempted to do this, and they are failing miserably. <laughs> it's what happens when you, it, you You'd, you'd think that they saw what the Lakers did. Was it last year and the year before that when they basically assembled a team that would have been the, 25, the 2015 All-Star team and it failed? Yeah. And you wonder why it fails. You have no depth. You you have, you know, I mean, the Mavs should be showing that you can have stars, but if you get too many of them, you're going to sacrifice those guys that come off the bench because yeah. when you have three somewhat injury-prone veterans, guess what? You need guys that are going to miss games, meaning you need guys off the bench. And when you have nobody coming off the bench, you're going to lose those games. Yeah. And like, like you said, I like the Lakers reference because the Lakers are a great example of having that, you know, star in quotation star power when you have Russ, AD, and LeBron. But then you realize, okay, well, this isn't working out. And, you know, midway through the season, they trade Russ. You know, they're a little bit of a, over 500 team if they were. I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't either. And then they, you know, they get all these pieces. They get, they get um, D'Angelo Russell. They get Jared Vanderbilt. They get a lot of other pieces that are good at their own things, and the Lakers make the West Conference Finals. You know, it's like you can't chase. You you names. see you see what happens when you build a good team, just from not the most recognizable names. Well, and I think you know Harden. Whatever. Well, I can't remember the Mavs broadcaster's name, but the guy that went in on James Harden, yeah, calling him the problem. He's right. He's one hundred percent right. He's one hundred. I mean, when if you fail. At a, at, at, a, at a couple locations, it's easy to say, well, maybe it was the situation, right? I, I am someone that is willing to give benefit of the doubt. Like, like with, sure. again, using another example, Josh Hader, if if the, the metaphor I like to use or the example I like to use is Hader, you know, didn't want to pitch two innings because he didn't want to sacrifice his arm or anything like that. And I, I understand that because he what, what, what he feels like is I'm taking a, a paper cup on the Titanic and I'm scooping out water. Right. I can't help, I can't, you know, unsink the sinking ship. So I understand why he put, you know, in air quotes here, quote, quit on the team, right? But when it's Harden, who it seems to be, there is no way that every organization you 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 are in has dysfunction yeah. or as much as you try to claim it is. You're a great player, one of the best offensive talents I've ever seen, but you probably will never win a championship. No. You just won't. I mean, you, you go at Houston— was probably your best bet, honestly, just staying there. Like, imagine if, you know, the, all the talks before the season started, if, if he was maybe going back to Houston as a reunion, right? Imagine he was there now with a team and the young core that they have. It and, the, and it's working. They're, you know, they're eight and seven with, you know, people aren't talking about him enough. But imagine you had a guy like James Harden with that team. You know, you have Fred Family, you have James Harden, you have Dylan Brooks, you have Alperin Sangoon, who is an unbelievable center, by the way. He is unbelievably one of my favorite players to watch. He's baby Jokic without that three ball, <clears throat> without the three ball. Um, excuse me. But imagine you add a guy like James Harden to that roster. Now that's a team that can win. Maybe not at all, maybe not all of it, you know, not the whole thing, but a team that can go deep into a playoff run. And, you know, if they're lucky, it can go all the way. 
Right, and I think that, again, you go from Houston. Well, there was dysfunction there, so you leave. And then where do you go? Brooklyn, right, after that? If I'm not mistaken? Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn. And then, oh, look, there's dysfunction there. And then, oh, look, there's dysfunction in, in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. And now there's dysfunction in, in L.A. Well, I don't know if he's claimed that yet, but he will eventually. And it's just, okay, eventually, you know, it's kind of like the person who says all their exes are psychos. Yeah. Well, if you, <laughs> one or two, I'll give you. But if, you know, all 10 of the people you've ever dated are psychos, I think you need to look in the mirror before yeah, you look at them. Exactly. And I think it's the same thing with Harden. You know, he just, he refuses to admit that he's the problem. Yeah. And I think, you know, he, he kind of, I'm trying to think, he, he believes his own legend is kind of a way to say it. I mean, you know, if he, when you, when you are told you're the greatest, and you feel like you're the greatest. I get is you're an athlete. You have to think you're the greatest. That's the mentality you have to have. But if that bleeds into the locker room and it bleeds into the front office and 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 it's it's causing a cancer in the organization, it's not the organization that has the cancer. It's you. It may feel like it's organization. So that may be why he says the organization. Yeah. Because he brings he starts the cancer and it spreads, and then once they remove the original piece, then it it, it oh look at the organization's fine. And, you know, I, I think we could, we could do the same thing with Phoenix. But Phoenix has a little more depth. Yeah, they, 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 they went heavy. after depth this offseason. They, they were making smart moves. You know, as much as yeah. I don't like them, they were making the yeah. right moves. And, yeah, they might not be healthy. And, you know, Bradley Beal has only played, like, one game um, since they've got him. But but injuries are—you can't you can't plan for injuries. That's the no, thing is, is injuries— but, right, but Beal wasn't healthy to come into the season. Sure. So that's that was something you had to look out for. Sure, a guy like you know when they went after Durant, a guy that wasn't hurt, but you know you know could have some injury problems just you know getting up there in age. But no, right. Beal Beal was hurt coming into the year, um, right? But they made this promise. And then so we're gonna do a little tournament update here. Uh, only only eight teams left. Yep. So you got the Lakers and the Suns, Kings, Pelicans, Pacers, Celtics, and then Bucks, Knicks. Yep. Uh, that can go after the McDonald's trophy. That's what that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> Really, all this is, is... It's getting the money. It's the money. It's, it's the money. You get a little extra money. I don't think people really understand that athletes only get... I know it's still a ton of money, but they only get paid during the season. Right? They don't They don't get paid. It was why, if you listen to baseball players, especially before for agency, but even until probably, I'd say, the 80s, 90s, a lot of them had winter jobs. Like, I know Nolan Ryan sold... Uh, I think he sold air conditioning in in, in the winter. Or heating and, you know, because they didn't really need AC in December in Texas. Right. But that's because, yeah, they got paid pretty well during the season. But when you get to the offseason, you're getting $0. Yeah. So you need to get an income. So I think some people don't realize that. So it's just a way to get the players a little more income, a little more money. Especially, and especially those bench players yeah. that aren't paid as much. And I think, what, the coaches and I think probably all the trainers. I'm sure everyone in the organization gets a little bit of bonus. Yeah, I'm sure. But, I mean, they, 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 in this day and age, a lot of the guys out there, especially the big guys, you know, they're they're making so much money. It's just a little bit. of It's, 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 it's Christmas spending money. Right, exactly. Pretty much. So uh, it, it, the tournament doesn't matter. I, I, I like it. I like the idea of it. I think it only works in basketball. I don't think it works in hockey. I especially don't think it works in baseball. Yeah. Um. But we will see. We will see. So, Chase, is there anything on basketball that you'd like to add? I mean, you know. I think when it comes to the Mavs, I think they just got to keep playing the way they're playing. Um, you know, you mentioned before we started talking that Dorian Finney-Smith was a target for them. Um, there was four teams out uh, today as just potential landing spots. Mavericks were obviously one of them. I'm trying to find here. I mean, just speak on it before I, while you look, he definitely fits here. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. So here it is. He... The Heat, Mavericks, Sixers, and Grizzlies. This is from a reliable source. Ooh, the Grizzlies would be interesting. I mean, it's just as a basketball fan. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Sixers would be interesting. I mean, but I feel like they got guys like that. They you know they have guys like Tobias Harris, they don't who kind of, you know, already fits that role with it. And he already has, he's a better offensive player than Finney Smith. Um, but I mean, I think, you know, from a DFS perspective, I think that he would want to come back here. He knows, he knows the coaches, he knows the system, he knows most of the players. Yeah. I mean, pretty much all of them. I think he understood that when you're getting Kyrie, most players then get pissed when they get traded. But when, but when you're being traded for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. I would think that gives you a confidence boost. Like, man, this other team thinks of me that highly to think that I'm part of the return for Kyrie. Wow. Yeah. That's that's big. And wouldn't it be nice to just get Kyrie from them and then get Finney Smith right back? So pretty much it would just been Dinwiddie for... Do you think he'll cost a lot? Finney Smith? Yeah. See, that's the thing. I don't know if we're going to offer a player. Do you think that Dwight Powell could be in that deal? As Mavericks fans, I think we'd all love to see him get dealt. No, I don't think so. You don't think he's enough or you don't want to see him get dealt? Both. I think that he still has, and I like the role that he's playing this season as, you know, Rashawn Holmes is getting more minutes now. Uh, I like behind, that, though. Behind Lively. So, I forgot about Holmes. Yeah, so so Powell's that third big that comes into the game, but he will give you that spark, and he will give you that hustle, and, um, you know, he'll go out there, get some rebounds, play some good defense, do what you need to do, but he's not that guy you're going to be relying on late in the game. So I don't think... Powell, I think Powell on the team is just a good guy to have on your roster. Yeah. I did want to mention that about Holmes. I, I completely, when I watched Lively get injured and he came home, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot that we traded for Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. Because I completely, in the big, because it was a pretty big offseason for the Mavericks, adding yeah. a bunch of players. Yeah, did what they needed to do. And then you almost added, who was the guy from, was it, what, it no, it wasn't him. It was the guy from, the, for, I think, from Portland. We almost oh, added. Oh, uh, Matisse Thibel. Matisse Thibel, yeah. yeah. So we almost added him, too. But he's been... It was, it was a funny stat. Like, everyone was, like, mad that we didn't get him. And then some guy <clears throat> tweeted that the other day of what he's done this year. He's barely playing. He's barely putting up any numbers. I mean, maybe maybe it's the, But he's in Portland, so it's like you're getting the opportunity. Yeah, we'll see. So something is going on here. It's like if you're not getting minutes well, in Portland, the, what's, what's well, the, going well, on? The rumor that I heard was that he really wanted to come here in Portland I think he, it. So I think, yeah, that I think it, it did. It could just be he's pissed off at Portland for not letting him go. <laughs> hey, you got a good amount of money, though. You can't be that mad. We'll see. So, moving on to uh, baseball, and it is, again, my privilege to uh, remind everybody that the Texas Rangers are World Series champions. Again, <laughs> we'll be m- mentioning that every week until the season starts. Uh, almost a month ago, and we're starting to get all the—I I had a, a, a Facebook story memory um, today. Let's see if I can find it. It was a story I made. It was, it was you know, talking about, we also added Cole Calhoun. MLB frigency has been crazy. Hopefully the Rangers get either Trevor Story or Corey Seager. <laughs> Little did I know that we would be getting Corey Seager, and then little did I know that two years later, two years to the date that we'd be getting Corey Seager, I'd be able to call ourselves World Series champions. Yeah. And what do you know? And Corey Seager was World Series MVP. So it makes me very happy. And again, I, I you manifested it. I manifested. It. I, I I love to mention that my dad that we talked about before that free agency because you know, well, hey, we're gonna spin. And which my dad was, yeah, I'll when I, I'll believe when I see it. I'm like, okay, well, if we do, who do you want? He's like, well, I want Corey Seager. I'm like, well, I th- I, I'm like, well, Seager would be cool, but I don't think he's going to come here. I'd rather have Trevor Story <laughs> because I thought Story was more realistic to wanting to come play for Texas. I think he's either from here yeah, he or he, yeah, he's from yeah. here. He, I'm like, it fits. He won't be as expensive, but then we got Simeon and Seager, and I was like, wow. and then he and, played, and then Story and ended up playing an amazing 20 total games throughout the regular season. Hey, you know, yeah. It wasn't that I didn't want Seager. It was simply that, you know, I thought I didn't think he'd come. It was unrealistic. Sure. As a Rangers fan, 
I grew up in the era where who wants to come to Texas? It's hot. We're not very good. You know, I mean, really, after Adrian Beltre, who was our most significant free agent signing? Well, Shin Su Ju. And then, yeah. I mean, not counting trades. I was like, Prince Soto was a trade. But I'm trying to think, like, who was a significant player? Hunter Pence. But at the end of his career, yippee. not San Francisco Pence anymore. How about, yeah, that, that, that 2019 year was kind of a bit of a free agency splurge. It was what I have dubbed the Tommy John experiment year. Because we signed Edison Volquez, Shelby Miller, and Drew Smiley, who were all three coming off Tommy John's. As a, as a rotation, it was those three guys behind uh, Lynn and Minor. Yeah, and well, that was uh, that Lynn was, was good. Lynn was good, and then my, that was when Minor just completely his arm just gave out. Yeah, he just didn't have it anymore. But going to the MLB off season, we got some obviously the winter meetings are next week. The contemporary ballot will be announced, so that's you know the managers. Um, again, we talked about this I think a few weeks ago. My ballot remains the same, which is Lou Pinella, Jim Leland, Davey Johnson, and Bill White. Um, you can make a case for any of those guys. When, when you get to the ballot, when you get to this kind of ballot, where it's managers and executives and umpires, it's hard to quantify their contributions to baseball. So I just kind of look at longevity. That's why Bill White gets in because he was a broadcaster. He was president of the National League. He, he was a player. He was he did he was he was an executive. He literally has his foot in a lot of different corners. Um, then obviously I think that in the managers are a little more fun to put in because they're, they're the easiest of the ones to quantify. Umpires are just, <sighs> just make it an angel and it does. I mean, <laughs> like Joe West is probably going to get in the hall of fame one day because of how many, how long he did it. And the fact that he was a significant umpire, but I think there's three other managers. I think Lou Pinnell is a hall of famer should be. Um, and I, I, I know he's going in as a manager. But I think his playing career, you kind of have to consider a little bit because he was a, he was a good player for the Yankees. Then Leland's a Hall of Famer. If Le- Leland is the one, if he doesn't get in, I'm, I'm gonna be mad. He's the only one that if, if the other ones, I'd like Pinella to get in. I think David Johnson deserves to get in. I think that Bill White deserves to get in. But I, the one that I think is a no-brainer is Jim Leland, World Series champion with the Marlins, was great with the Marlins before Wayne Huizenga tore the team down. Was we don't talk about Colorado because his managing style did not cla- clashed with the home run heaviness of Colorado's ballpark. Um, he was even quoted as saying, "This isn't baseball." Yeah. <laughs> about about the you know because you know, you're winning ten to nine. He liked to win three to one. Then you know obviously with Detroit was a powerhouse. So I I think he's a Hall of Fame manager. And then obviously with Pittsburgh before he was in you know Miami was great. I mean they came this close to going to the World Series. If Sid Breen was out, if Barry Bonds didn't throw the throw the ball up the first baseline, <laughs> Breen is out. There is the baseline, so it caused the catcher. I can't remember who the catcher was. Um, my dad probably just yelled at who the catcher's name was <laughs> through his phone. Um, but uh, the Rule 5 draft is next week. That's why you kind of haven't seen a lot of trades yet happen because everyone's waiting to see the Rule 5. Everyone's waiting to see which prospects do I not have. To, usually that's what happens. And then the draft lottery. So a new little thing to add to the MLB offseason. Obviously, last year was the last year we ran it, and we lucked at a number four overall pick. Beautiful. I was actually in a movie. I don't remember. I think it may have been Ant Man. It was one. It was a movie. I was. I was. I was watching. No, it wasn't Ant Man. It was something else. And I'm watching it, and I have you know, the screen on low brightness, and I'm just. You're I'm, one of those people with their phones on in the movie theaters. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> it was the draft lottery, and the Rangers. It, it mattered this year. I wouldn't because it doesn't matter to me. But personally, right. I'm like. If we get the number one overall pick, I'm going to have to walk outside the theater and start screaming. 
Uh, and then we, you know, they announced number, I think we're supposed to have number seven. So I'm like, okay, number seven, is it us? No, it's not. Then number six is not us. Number five is not us. Then number four. And I was like, yes. I was so happy. And then we looked. And then into we struck. Wyatt yeah. Langford just fell right into Hit our lap. The park. And, you know, there's talk of him breaking camp next year. I don't think so. But. Uh, there's a lot of talk of him being opening day left fielder. I mean. No, we already have a left fielder. Yeah. Devin Carter. Well, it, it's just everyone, everyone would want to move Evan to center. And... People, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to keep saying it, and I probably said it before, and I'm going to keep saying it. Please quit asking to trade everybody. <laughs> well, let's just trade Duran. Let's trade Smith. Let's trade Tavares. Let's trade. No. There's one thing you don't mess with in sports, and is uh, and any sports fan should understand this. It's called chemistry. Chemistry, yeah. Don't mess there. with the chemistry. But it's the reason why NBA 2K has it as an actual like thing in the game, where if your chemistry's bad, you're going to lose a little more games. It matters. It really, really matters. I, the example I will continue to use is after, it was after 1986. The Mets were, you know, drinking beer and doing some, you know, not, not nice guy things off the field. And they were not nice guys on the field. Um, and then they, in that offseason, they let Ray Knight go, and then they traded Kevin Mitchell. And they brought, and obviously that was because they had Howard Johnson to play third base, and they brought in Kevin McReynolds to play the outfield, you know, to take, uh, to take, you know, take Kevin Mitchell's spot. And even guys, and then they come back in '87 spring training, and I never forget in the documentary, you know, Bob Ojeda was just like, it, it was different. It wasn't, you know, Knight and Mitchell were tough, gritty. Those just kind of, you know, if if we're gonna get into a fight. I'm going to, you know, I mean, Kevin Mitchell's the guy putting one of the other guys in a, you know, big old, you know, right. headlock. And, and he said McReynolds and, and, and Hojo were just, eh. They were good players. You know, they, were, they were bad players, but their personalities were just kind of mellow. They weren't, they weren't suited for our team, so you had to mess with the chemistry. You never got close. Yeah. They, you know, they made the playoffs a couple of times, but they never got close. You can say because of good and strawberry, but I think hearing that from the players in 87, just hearing the chemistry was off. They didn't, you, you, two players is all it took for them to feel like it was different. Trading to, and, and again, I look at when I, anything that came from the Rangers media, who were the three players that were always together? Duran, Garcia, you, Garcia, Tavares, and Tavares. Yep. All three of them, they had a barbecue together. I, I know that they're professionals and they understand it's a business, but you don't want to trade one or two of them and then now Garcia's pissed yep. or now Garcia feels lonely or Garcia feels bad or whatever. You don't want to screw with the chemistry. Tavares has been a very good center fielder. Yeah. Clearly, you can win a World Series with him as your center fielder. Don't mess with it. I would bring Lyatt, Lyatt Lankford, that's what I was to say. <laughs> Wyatt Lankford, I'd bring him in to DH. Not that he's a bet or platoon with Carter, because if Carter still can't hit left, he's cutting out of the camp. Whatever you want to do. But you're going to have four good outfielders, and you're going to have to I'll say get rid of somebody, but you're gonna have to figure out what you want to do. I know, I, I know you don't. You're just you know the point you just made about Duran, but I think Duran is a piece that might be oh, on the move. He is expendable as hell. I mean, like he's, he's still got still a lot more talent that can be shown. I'm gonna use. I mean, if you were the White Sox, and obviously there's talks about Dylan Cease being on the trading block, Duran would be the first guy I'd ask for because he's MLB ready. So you know that he's not gonna take time in the minors. Right. You know he can come in and play. Oh, where would he play? I don't know where he'd play on that team. I don't I haven't. I haven't looked at the White Sox. So he, well, what's he'd the, play. What's it? He may play shortstop. Who's in right? He may play. Well, they're gonna have Vaughn. Their outfield set. They have Eloy and Vaughn and Benintendi and Robert. Did Eloy even play in the outfield much last year? Or was he just strictly a DH? I mean, I, I think he would probably play shortstop. 
if I I can't think of their shorts because if Anderson's gone, yeah. So I think he'd probably play shortstop. So he fits really well on that team. He if you're a team like that or the Pirates, Bednar that that wants to contend fa- fairly soon, he's a great piece to add. He's a great piece to add because he can play multiple positions and he can hit, and he's still developing. Mm-hmm. He's he's young, but I'm not saying I, I won't be mad if we trade him. I'm worried if we do. I just don't want it to mess up the chemistry of the clubhouse. Yeah. Because that was one thing you heard about guys like Scherzer. Man, it's really fun here. I'm having, like, you know, there were a lot of stories about, like, them eating hot dogs before a game. It right. was a fun story. And Creed and, and, and all Seager, that. And Seager's MVP, you know, uh, you know talk with uh, Ken Burkhardt. It's like, what was, the, what was the main chemistry piece that kept y'all going? He said cards. You know, they're playing cards in the clubhouse. And you, yeah, you just— you, that's, a, that's something that every team needs. You don't—if a guy, if a guy leaves in free agency, like Garver— or if a guy is, is is retires, then that's different than you trading a guy. Yeah. Right. That that's a little bit different feel. It's and like I, his I, choice, sir. Personally, personally, I'm just worried. No, I agree with you. I don't want to mess the chemistry up. I don't want to be saying in ten years how great the one year of success we had was, and then they traded everybody because the fans wanted to, because the fans think it's a freaking video game, and you can just trade players for whatever you want, and you're fine. Yeah. It's all the same video game where you could trade Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols' contract because there's no <laughs> trade logic on that. So I, I I am worried about trading him. I we, You could get a lot. Tavares is the same thing. You get a lot for Tavares. Of course. Because he's he's an MLB-ready center fielder who could still get better, who's still showing signs of improvement. Plays gold-glove-level defense. Great. Of course you want him. If we it, I'm just, you know, we, but if we walk into the same team, clearly we've seen this team win a World Series, so clearly, I'm not worried. Yeah, if you just fix up the pen a little bit, and then fix up the pen a little bit, <laughs> and I'm going to segue this into Otani rumors. As you were saying before the show here, it sounds like it's down to the Dodgers, us, and Toronto. Yeah, it was just like the, I was saying before the show that the Blue Jays just got the rumor, but it's like you always see these rumors with the Giants and the Cubs. See, I'm going I'm I'm to throw the Giants in there because I think the Giants have that they really want either him or Yamamoto. Of course, but then but you always look to see with all these rumors. Who are those two teams that are in every single rumor? Right. Dodgers and the Rangers. So clearly, I think that uh, that um, the Rangers and the Dodgers are the top two landing spots for him. I would say that the Dodgers are still the number one spot for sure. The Mariners still, I think, have to be in the mix. I know they've talked about I know, it. and there's been one report. And then it's like, on the new one, but guess who's still there? Dodgers and the Rangers. I think it's coming down to the two teams. It's kind of it's kind of cool. I think that Otani could could be in a Rangers uniform next year. I think it's 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 kind of same thing, same thing with Degrom last year. It's like he's not going to come here. There's, right. there's there's no way, right? There's there's no way that this guy comes here. I mean, like there's there's no way, right? You know, like no, no, right? I think that that's kind of where I'm at. Is it doesn't. Doesn't feel like it could actually happen until it does. And uh, John Moore of you know uh, Rangers podcast and other stuff that he does um, was talking about how it just he's getting an Otani to Texas vibe. It's it's a gut feeling, and I remember reading that going, I agree with him. There's just something inside that's just telling me it's gonna happen. You just gotta believe because it was the same thing with Degrom last year. Was- if he wasn't with the Angels, I'd feel more confident. Because like, do you really want to go? Yeah, he. If you I can was, stay in LA. If I was Otani, I hate the Angels. I want to stick it to them thirteen times a year, because exactly. Oh, yeah. They screwed me over, in a way. They didn't put anybody around me. Screw them. 
Me and Trout. I feel bad for Trout. Get, get, free my boy Mike Trout is what Trotani is going to be saying, which I still think he's Trout's going to be gone this year. I think he's going to be a surprise. Like, no one's expecting it, and then how is it land? I think Philadelphia. Okay. Either, either that or the Dodgers. I think if the Dodgers miss an Otani, they may pivot to Trout. There was talks about them getting both. There's talks about them getting both, which would be, I just want to say, the most cruel irony would be, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, let's say 2024, Dodgers win the World Series with Otani and Trout in their lineup. Literally, you know, how how many miles from Anaheim? That'd be hilarious. Hula- hilarious. I, I mean, but if also Tani, I don't want to go to the Rangers. I, I'm pissed off at the end. Either that or the Dodgers, because there's the proximity to the, to the Angels. Right, exactly. There's, there's two different scenarios where like, you Rangers, can still get back at the Angels where you move two feet down the road or you play them 13 success. times a year. Or, yeah. you know, screw them. I'm going to be. I'm gonna go 13-0 yeah. against this team. <laughs> it, it feels kind of like DeGrom again last year where there's no way he's coming, but, like, I think it is going to happen. It was. It's the same feeling I had with Degrom, which was again. There's no way it's gonna happen. Like not wanting to believe it could happen, but in my gut, just feeling like, just feel it. It it sounds right. It feels right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just feels like this is what's gonna happen. It is. Like, yeah. It this is this is it for us. I'd be excited, and I again, and Chris Youngley trust. Chris Youngley yeah. trust. Um, Aaron Bummer got traded uh, for for a haul. Uh, Chris Getz. Yeah, it was a great. It was a great deal for the uh, White Sox. Chris Getz needs to be investigated for what he did and what else was traded. I don't know if he gave up like a car or he traded away like a private <laughs> island, but he sent Aaron Bummer, and I like Bummer. Had a great year two years ago, and I think last year could could have just been a product of the dysfunction of Chicago. But they got Nicky Lopez and Braden Shoemake and you know some and Riley Goins, some prospects, right? You know, and Nicky Lopez is a good backup infielder, utility man. Then I was like, oh, they got Jared Schuster. That's a notable pitching prospect. And then I'm like, they got Mike Soroka, who I know he's had injury problems and he may never be the same, but if he is the same, there's you a nice guy to pair with Kopech and Cease if you keep him. It, it, it's one of those, in three years, we could be looking at it going, wow, that trade was awful. Yeah. Oh, but right now, because those are all lottery tickets, we don't know what they're all going to be. The, 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 you know, the feeling right now is the White Sox won that trade. But in three years, they could have lost it. Don't know. We'll see. Uh, Sonny Gray is going to go to the Cardinals. We know the Cardinals, Cardinals building a retirement home. I can't. I still think they're doing good. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do. I, I'm I, just going off of what people it, were it, saying. It's funny. It's funny because you know Miles Michaelis, and I think the funniest part is so they had the league leader. I think in like hits, I think it was Michaelis, the league leader in innings pitched, which I think was one of the. Was, I think it was one of them. No, no, no. League leader in home runs was Lynn. League leader and one of them was... Well, not, yeah, they added Lynn. Was, yeah. was Gibson. One of the ones was Michaelis. And so it's like, are they going to go after Jordan Lyles? Or, you know, other guys <laughs> that led the league in innings pitched and they're going to go to league leaders. Uh, but Gray, three years, 75, with another a fourth here for another 30 million. So it's a good deal. It's a good deal. Same Sonny Gray's with, a great pitcher. Same thing with Gibson and Lynn. That rotation with, I'm going to forget the... I'm like, Matt, Stephen Matz. And Miles Michael, that's a great rotation. It's just, it's a lot of solid number like twos and threes. Yeah, with maybe a couple fours. I mean, Gray's a, Gray's an ace. Gray's an ace. Gray's an opening day number one. Lynn and Gibson are kind of number threes and fours now. Michaels is like a number five, and Matt is a good number four. So you've got a good no two there though. It's like he's gonna be two there. I'm not, but I'm saying on like if he was on the Rangers, right. he'd be like a three or four. So. I think they're building a good team over there. At least their problem was pitching, and I still think they need to fire Holly Marmol. 
That's just me. Uh, Kenta Maeda to Detroit, two years, 24 mil. I mean, it's a good move. You needed pitching. Yeah. You know, you need someone to replace Erod if he doesn't come back. Detroit, that division is just so awful. That division is just so bad that you need to be about 85 wins, and you're probably going to win the division. Does it surprise you to, that another in-division, you know, central team like the Twins traded them to another Well, and the thing is, 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 the, is the Twins are cutting payroll. They may be trading Jorge Polanco. They may be trading, and if we didn't have Seager, I'd be all in on Polanco. Yeah. They may be trading other guys. They let Gray go. So, like, they're going to be regressing. If it's I just was, weird. It's, it's, it's like nobody wants to win that division. I, I understand that why you'd be cautious— because you look over at the West and you look over at, at the East and you realize that you're probably not even a fourth place team in most. I mean, you're, you know, what? Not as good as the Blue Jays, even though you beat them. I know you beat them. The you know, Twins beat them. But right. they're, they're not going to be as good as the Blue Jays next year. You're not as good as the Orioles. Might not be good you, as the Yankees next year. Who knows? You may, not, you may not be as good as the Yankees. You may not be. You're not as good as the or, as You're not. You're not. Oh, sorry. Rays. The Rays. I'm yeah. Like, who's the other team? You and may not be even Red as Sox. good as the freaking Red Sox. Yeah. And then you look at in the West. You're not as good as the Rangers. You're not as good as the Mariners, and you're not as good as the Astros. Like, especially if we, if we, if what the Twins have been saying they're going to do is going to happen, then you're in a place where you're going to win 85 games, maybe, maybe, and win that division, and then get stomped in the first round by one of the East or West juggernauts. Right. I mean, that's just that's the reality. That's the reality of the situation. But uh, not much more in baseball. You know, again, we'll we'll update next next week's the winter meetings. So a lot of things will be happening. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, college football. We're bringing back college football this week because there's a lot of big news. Obviously, the college football playoff. But Michigan-Ohio State was everything it should have been. A lot of, a lot of NFL talent. I think it's going to be a game that we look at, you know, next, even just next season and go, man, remember that game last year when, like, 12 of those guys are now in the, <laughs> are now in the NFL? <laughs> no, it's just, it's just one, it was one of those kind of games. So Marvin Harrison Jr. looked good. Um Michigan looked good. Obviously, a guy I went to high school with is left tackle for Michigan, number 73, Ladarius Henderson. And then a teammate of mine's on Ohio State, you know, Calvin Simpson Hunt, just got his black stripe removed, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago. So he's now officially, you know, red stripe Buckeye. So good for him. So I was either one wins. I don't, I'm right. not pulling for anybody. <laughs> I want to see either of my guys win. Michigan won. It was a great game. It's a yeah, great game. It's a good game. Uh, Ohio State's a quarterback away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was, Ohio State was just a little bit too little, too late. Yeah. And it was a really good game. But now it's championship weekend. And it's the last championship weekend that's going to look like a championship weekend. Because yeah. Pac-12 is gone. I don't know how the Big Ten and Big 12 and everything else is going to really react next year. Because you're adding so many good teams. This is the last year where I think a lot of these teams may be in the, you know, in the like Iowa's not going to be in the Big Ten championship no. next year. No. I don't remember who's, I don't remember who's adding who. But Pac-12 is going to be gone, essentially, unless they can add like, you know, Southeastern <laughs> Cal- Carolina, you know, California State. I mean, that's what they have to add. I mean, yeah. who's left? It, it, you know, who's left? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody's left. So, and then now instead of Pac 12 after dark, it's going to be Mountain Western after dark. <laughs> it's going to be literally, the, it's going to be Boise State and those guys. It's going to be Fred. I mean, Fre- Fresno's in the Mountain Western, right? They're not, they're not, they're not Pac. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you'll get that. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I don't like the realignment. Because now you're gonna have those those West Coast teams going out to almost the middle of the country, almost to the to the East Coast, because of like where Rutgers is and Penn State, they're touching East Coast. Mm-hmm. They're going. You're gonna make guys go coast to coast. I don't. I don't like the travel. 
I mean, it'll definitely pray for the NFL a little bit more. But it'll be interesting. The college students. The Guys college our students. age. It's crazy. Yeah. You see that Delaware is going to be a Conference USA team I think, in two years? Yeah, good for them. So I want to see James Madison join somewhere. Yeah, and the, did you see that they are? They got a bowl game, James Madison. Finally. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Same thing with Liberty. Because Liberty is... What is Liberty? Are they an independent team? No, they're in a conference USA. Are you sure? Yeah. They are? Yeah. I thought they were an independent team. No, they're in conference USA. Um, but Liberty's doing good. They're undefeated. They're ranked, which is big for them. Uh, but college football, this weekend has a lot of playoff implications. Because if Georgia loses... It's one of those. Okay, it, it's gonna. It comes down to the. Yeah, they aren't conference USA. They, they yeah. I think they were independent last year or the year before that. Probably because I, I don't remember. I anyway, anyway. So there's a lot of ways to look at this college football pl- conference weekend, conference championship weekend. Because if 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 Milrow goes off, which I like, Jaden Milrow. Oh, yeah, officially, like, you know, Alabama had their you know their struggles with quarterback and who was going to be who. They had they tried different ones, Milrow. but Milrow is at Milrow's their guy. He, he's the best guy. Milrow. He, he's young. It, <sighs> Nick Saban, you don't have Bryce Young back there anymore. Realize that. You know, hey, look, you don't have an elite quarterback. You have a good quarterback. Yeah. You can still win with that. If Alabama beats Georgia, it's going to come down to the debate. Do you put in the four best teams or do you put in the four best records? Because we could all agree that Georgia is probably the most talented roster in college football, most likely, like on paper. Now, you put it on the field, obviously, yeah. obviously like they could lose. But it's, it's, it's the same thing with Florida State. Does Florida State get a – if they win, if they win. If they win, I mean, they're not going to go far in the playoff. Say they're playing Louisville, yeah, right? Yeah, so the games – so it's going to be for the ACC. It is Florida uh, Florida State and uh, Louisville. So if they lose, Jordan Travis is out. He's done. Yeah. Done so. Louisville is the favorite. He's going to the NFL. Yeah. If you if, – if Florida State wins – do you put them in? Yeah, you have to. They're undefeated. You have to. The thing is, they're going to get destroyed. Yeah. You put them up against Washington, Michigan. You put them against even like Texas. Put them against Georgia. Put them up against like probably six or seven other teams. They're probably still a top 15 team, even with yeah. Jordan Travis. They're not a top four team. No. It's one of those, okay, how do you just, so how do you justify it? Do you believe in the four best rosters? Because if that, Jordan Travis knocks them out. And not having your quarterback, if same thing with Penix. If Penix was out, I don't care who they have at receiver. I don't care who they have in their defense. You can't put him in. But at the same time, how you know what I mean? You put in the four best records. So it's almost like I'm rooting for Louisville because I don't want to see Florida State at the playoffs. Because I think it's going to be a bad game. No, I'm rooting for Louisville, and I'm going to talk as a Texas fan now perspective. And what Texas needs to happen for them to still get in because they have a shot. How can Texas? Okay, okay, okay. Because you have so so Georgia. So I'll just go over the games real quick. Michigan versus Iowa in the Big Ten. Michigan's going to win that game. They're they're locked. And if they somehow lose, they're out. But they're not going to. Um, in the ACC, you got Louisville and Florida State. SEC, you got Georgia and Alabama. Pac-12, you got Oregon and Washington. Big 12, you have Oklahoma State and Texas, right? So for Texas to get their ticket into the college football playoff. They got to win. They got to win by a good margin. By pretty, like, you know, two to three scores for I think, sure. I think they will. You, you'd hope so. Um, one of Washington or Oregon is going to lose, and one of them is going to be out. You know, whoever loses is out. It'll probably be Oregon being losing. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think you know when they played, you know, back in the regular season, it was a fantastic game that Washington squeaked out. Um, 
We'll see. Oregon's looking good, really good right now. I don't Washington like struggle versus Washington State. I don't like Bo Nix as a person because he's a, a no, fantastic quarterback. As a player, I don't like him as a player. Really, he's he was he was not good at Auburn's gone to Oregon and is thriving in a system that I don't think can work in the NFL. As a, as a scout, but that's not, I'm, that's I'm not but we're talking right now about I know, college football, I know, and he I know. is one of the best quarterbacks in college so football. So part of me is hoping, he if not the best, part of me is hoping that he doesn't win because I don't want to hear all the Bo Nix first round <laughs> stuff. He's not a first round quarterback. So if Washington no if Washington wins. You know, they'll stay where they are. Um, Oregon will drop. And if Texas wins, they go up. But you're going to need Louisville to at least make Florida State struggle if they're not going to win. But if you want, if Louisville wins, Florida State's done. Bama and Georgia, you want, I think you want Georgia to win. Uh, you, no, I'd say you well, want Bama to win because you beat Bama. Yeah. So, but so, you know, college football is not going to look away from SEC teams. So it's like, yeah, but you also know that there's no way you can justify voting for Bama over Texas when Texas beat Bama. Yeah. So I think Bama understands there's really, and they need Texas to lose to try and get in. Yeah. And they need one. And everyone Hudson. needs Oregon to win. I think everyone needs Washington to lose. The thing is, though, the thing is, if Oregon wins, do they get in? Because that's the thing. It's like you want Washington to win because Oregon right now is the sixth seed and Texas is the seven. Washington's already, you know, got their spot right now. So if Washington wins, that then nothing happens. Oregon just goes down. And you probably want Bama to win because I don't think a win over Georgia seals it for Alabama. I don't I don't think just beating Georgia gets you into the top four. If Texas wins and Washington wins and Florida if Florida State loses, so that so let's think about like this. There's four teams. If Florida State loses, they're out. So that's three spots. Yeah. Okay. Michigan's gonna win, so there's one spot. We if Washington wins, that's two spots. If who else? Georgia. If, if Georgia loses, then I think Georgia's out. So now, who fills those other two spots? Is it Texas and Alabama? Could be. Is it you know who is it? Because you've already got Washington and Michigan. Because Michigan would be the one. Washington would be the two. You put I, Texas I, I, at the three. Who cares at the one and two? I'm just saying. Whatever you make spots. it in, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, make it in. Let's see. Especially with this year, because it's not Georgia running. It's not Georgia running the table. Ohio State's out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ohio State's out. They're out because they can't. They don't have a game. They're not playing. They're not in the conference. So they'll. they'll That'll be a fun bowl game. <laughs> they're gonna wipe the floor. Again. <laughs> yeah, but you know, oh look, they're playing. Well, depends on who. They're, depends if they play their they're guys. Playing, they're playing Utah. I don't know if Marvin That's Harrison true. Jr. will play more than Hopefully. a quarter. Um, the thing is, more than a quarter. <laughs> I'm playing the second half, so if, make sure we win with the college football playoff. So you know, Washington's probably gonna beat. Let's say they beat Oregon, so they're in. But even if, so if Washington, whoever wins the Pac-12 is probably going to be in. Yeah, so let's for just sure. say that. 100%. So we'll, so we'll say, we'll say they will flip-flop. If Oregon wins, they will flip-flop. We'll say Pac-12 champions in. Okay? Michigan's going to be in. They're going to kick the crap out of Iowa. Okay. okay? So then now, you got two spots again. We're back to this. If Texas loses, you're out. Yep. Texas loses, they're done. If Florida State wins, I still don't know if you vote for them because of Jordan Travis. I hate doing this to that team because they've all worked super hard. But if they go up against Michigan... What what can that team do against Michigan? I mean, you still got to look just, at it. Just, yeah, just, I know. I know this is going to sound like crazy, but it's just one player. I know it's your guy. It's I know, the quarterback. I understand. I, that's why I said it. I know it's Jordan Travis. I understand, but you're just still, you still have all that you know talent around you everywhere. That defense is still the same. Let's you still got the run game. You still got the pass game. Let, you still got the offensive line. Let's see how you look at against Louisville. Let's see how you look. Yeah. Let's see how you look. I mean, we know Florida could have won that game. Yeah, let's let's just see how you look against Louisville, and we'll and we'll go from there. Yeah, but let's say Florida State loses. So now, and let's let's, let's let's say they win. Now that's three spots. 
That means Texas and Bama are fighting for that last spot. If, if Georgia, I mean, if Georgia wins, if, if if Georgia wins, and Texas wins by anywhere from fourteen to twenty-one, well, if Georgia wins. It'll be Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, and Pac-12 champion. Texas ain't got a prayer. This is what I'm saying: is Texas has got to root for Alabama because you need Bama to win so that Georgia opens up spot for you. You need Florida State to lose. I think if Florida State loses and Texas wins by a good amount, they're Texas in. Texas should be in. Texas should be in. You're so, not going to so look be, away from Texas. So it'll be Texas, Washington, Michigan, Georgia. Georgia. If Al- that's so, what I think. So that's what I think is the most likely to happen. Because the most likely thing to happen is that Louisville does beat Florida State just because they're down Jordan Travis. And you think that Texas is going to go out there and you know Oklahoma State's a good team, but you think Texas, win. but Texas should hopefully take care of business by 14, 21 points is what you hope. And Texas gets that four spot. We have a uh, transfer. Uh, Max Johnson has transferred to UNC. Can be Drake May's successor. Okay. And for the Tar Heels. So that is kind of where we're at. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be a very it's, interesting. It's going to be interesting to see who wins. Yeah. I'm going to be watching definitely. So. Uh, yeah. Every it's it's cool because like every single game except well even the Michigan Iowa game obviously has you know if Iowa, importance. If Iowa wins. Then... If Iowa pulls one out, then does Michigan still get in? No. Well then, well then, well then, well then, well then, how can you justify if? Well, yeah. It's just some of these games might come down to how the outcome of the game is. Like if and Washington, how the outcome if, of the if other Iowa games. beats Michigan and then Washington beats Oklahoma or Oregon, forty-eight to forty-five, Oregon still might get in because they had a you know. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We will. We will. Re- we really we, just like don't know what's gonna happen. We will recap it all on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, now to move to the NFL. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Is somehow back from Achilles injury. Unbelievable. Look, if they figured if he's with some doctors and, and it's safe, then cool. But I, I am worried for his safety because I'm worried he takes one hit if he comes back and re-tears it. He's out. His career is over. Listen, it all comes down to if the Jets have a playoff chance. That's all it does. They if, they, if they keep, if, if they, I agree with you. If they keep losing, Rodgers isn't coming back. They win. They got a shot. Like last game of the season, if they win, they're in. I mean, Rodgers might be on that field. Not Garrett Wilson. Zach Wilson's cooked. Tim Boyle could barely make the XFL. So I mean, like, I don't know. You yeah. don't have anything. You have nothing. You need your defense to score fourteen points a game, and then maybe your offense gets you like three or four field goals. <laughs> exactly. But moving from week twelve, um, I don't want to recap every single game just because. But we'll recap some of the big ones. So Thanksgiving, Packers beat the Lions. Uh, wish I'd taken the Packers. I could have gained another one on you. So I gained one on Chase this week. The comeback is on. I am maintaining it. The comeback is on. Obviously, the Cowboys beat the Commanders. Look, De'Ron Bland, he got the record. History. Um, I would have said he's number two DPOY, but if Garrett's out and he misses a significant amount of time, Bland's going to have a shot at DPOY. Yeah, of course. Look. I think he's got to be in the discussion. I know people are going to say that some of the Cowboys homers, well, he got the record. Yeah, he got a record. That's so cool. To me, and I, I hate the fact that kind of pass rushers, but pass rushers can affect the game, I think, more than a corner can. Because here's the thing. Corners, because each one is a little bit kind of mutual. They have, they have a very symbiotic relationship. If the corners lock down you know, the, the secondary, then the pass rushers is going to get there eventually. Make them look good. If the pass rushers get there really quickly, it's going to make the corners look good. So you kind of need each other. So it's kind of interesting to see how do you debate. I mean, guys like Daniel Hunter, who's leading, Daniel Hunter is leading the league in sacks. You don't, My, hear, him Miles Garrett you don't was, hear him in that conversation. Well, I think people are starting to realize that sacks aren't everything. <clears throat> sacks are kind of a product of, does the quarterback hold on to the ball? Right. 
I actually look at pressures and hurries and stuff like that a little bit more than well, sacks. Look at that. Mike is up there. Because, I mean, sacks are cool. <laughs> I'm not saying sacks aren't cool. Sacks are great. But look, look if you're going to say sacks are the end-all be-all, then the Cowboys have a not a great pass rush because we don't, we don't have a ton of sacks. We have, we have a lot. We do. But they kind of come in bunches because teams teams throw the ball quickly against us. So we don't, you know what I mean? Like the pass rushers can get there. They'll get the ball out. It's unfortunate. So you're not getting as many sacks as you could. Right. So I look at the pressures and the hurries and then, you know, how many times are you, how many times are you affecting the play with your pass rush? We're up there near the top. Mike is not DPOY just because no. he doesn't have the sack numbers, unfortunately. Yeah, no, Mike is not defensive player of the year. I think he'll be in the conversation again, as usual. But Maybe. Yeah. Garrett, if he's hurt, he's out. Hunter, TJ Watt, these guys have to be in the conversation. I think Watt's not hurt. No, Watt's fine. Because Watt usually hurts. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, he's not hurt, right? Yeah. But Bland's got to be up there. Talk, I mean, if you're going to talk Bland's about... about Micah. If, if you're, if you're going to talk about any corners, I think Bland's got to be the first corner that you bring up. Because there's, there's to me, not to other people, there's multiple, there, there's only one way to define a DPOY corner season, which is you completely shut down the field, which Bland kind of does. He doesn't completely shut down the field because he plays in the slot and on the outside. He plays both. He doesn't completely shut down the field because he plays in the slot a little bit. He yeah. does. So you kind of I believe if you can if you truly affect almost every single game and you make quarterbacks afraid to throw to your side of the field, there there's two ways to affect the game as a corner. There's two ways to shut down. There's one, quarterbacks don't look your way because they know it's not gonna be they know it they, they know they're not gonna complete the pass. Or you shut down the you know, or you make quarterbacks fear you because they're like 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 with Diggs, they're worried about getting the ball picked off. Yeah. And with Bland, they're worried about it's going six the other way. <laughs> So, and I mean, in almost half the games this year, we've played 12 games. So, you know, we played 11. He has five picks. That's over half. That's, that's almost half. Almost half the games. Well, he's he has seven he has picks, pick but five pick sixes. Five yeah. pick sixes. Five. Yeah. Crazy. So, he's giving me the conversation. Um, trying to think of one of those big games. Obviously, they lost the last Thanksgiving obviously, game. Was... Obviously, the Texans, they lost. Uh, freaking noodle, noodle leg, Matt Amendola. Can't make a field goal and help me out. Uh, the Patriots are in official uh, tank mode. That was, that was the tank bowl. It was interesting. We got the... the, the Hey Tommy, what's this thing called? It's it's the thing. It doesn't have a word. He's doing the the <laughs> Italian thing. Um, Bears at Vikings was an amazing game. Uh, the guy was almost. It, it, it was one of those. Hey, it was a defensive battle. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was an offensive suck battle. Yeah. Uh, Ravens at Chargers was Kellen Moore and Brandon Staley should both be fired. Um, Bills at Eagles. Bills at Eagles. Last one we're gonna talk about from this week. How's not a horse collar? How's it not holding on the defense? How is that not? Look, I know it's hard to blame the refs because you could go back and say, well, what if what if, what if, if Gabe Davis ran the post instead of the corner? Right. Bills win that game. None of the calls matter. What if, what if the Bills' defense wasn't like Swiss cheese at the most crucial times, whether it's against the Chiefs or the Eagles or anybody? There's a lot of what ifs. Ticks me off because I thought they had it. I really thought they did. Yeah. So the, 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 the division's pretty much out of reach now because – Let's say they lose this week to the night. I'm going to do what we did for the coach football playoff. No, divisions. No, this week is the most important week. Eagles let's, win this week. It's pretty much over. Because let, let's over. say the Eagles lose this week. Niners beat them. Okay. And they lose to us next week. Which I'm probably going to take to happen. That's that's Now they have three losses. Cowboys win out. We already have three losses. Our three losses are to the Cardinals, Niners, and the Eagles. NFC teams, because so then they'll right. then they'll use divisional records, right, for the tiebreaker. Well, we lost to them once; they lost to us once, and we swept the commies and the Giants. 
So then you go to conference record. Well, they're going to get it then because we lost to the Niners and the Cardinals. They lost to the Jets, the Niners, and us. That's two NFC teams for them, three for us. They're going to get it. Yeah. That's what is making me angry is that now with – I was hoping the Chiefs and the Bills could get one. I mean, if they win this week, it's over because they have like – I think their, ne- then their next toughest game would be like the Seahawks. Yeah. Where that's – no, that's, it's not happening at that point. I mean, if they can lose to the Jets, they can lose. I'm not saying they can't lose. I'm just saying I think they faced the Giants twice. They, they're, they're bad. They're, they're, they yeah. have a, such an easy schedule after us, whereas we've got to face after them, we got to face the Dolphins and the Bills and the Lions. Yeah. So, but we need the Niners to beat them this week. So here we go. Um, Seahawks at Cowboys. I've, so for reference, I've already made my picks. So this is going to be most, so, you know, Cowboys, Seahawks, who do you got? Going Cowboys. Usual. Uh, Chargers at Patriots. Chargers. Yeah, me too. Going Chargers. Uh, Steelers, Cardinals at Steelers. Steelers. Yep. Without Matt Canada. Hey, look at that offense. Yeah, 400 yards for the first yeah. time. <laughs> Without Matt Canada. Yeah. It's such a, oh, it's such a bad, it was such a bad, it was such a bad offense. Yeah. Uh, Colts at Titans. Give me the Colts. Yeah, me too. I'm going the Colts. I just don't trust the Titans right now. They barely beat the Panthers. Broncos at Texans. No Jonathan Taylor, though. Broncos at Texans. Give me the Texans. Yeah, me too. Uh, Lions at Saints. Lions. Lions. Falcons at Jets. I'm going Falcons. I'm going Falcons as well. Are we going to disagree at once? I don't know. I don't see any disagreements here. Dolphins at Commanders. Dolphins. Dolphins. Buccaneers at, sorry, Panthers at Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Yeah, we're going Bucks there. 49ers at Eagles. I'm going Niners. I'm going Eagles. You're going Eagles. All right, so we're gonna, I can get you all in yeah, one. Now. I hope you're right. I hope you beat me. I know. Uh, Browns at Rams. Rams. I say I'm going Rams. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs at Packers. This is a. This is okay. This well, is a, this, let, a, this, this one right here. I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm let, going with the Chiefs. Let, I'm gonna, okay. But Lions, you know, Packers look good. They beat. They took care of Detroit. It's a home game on Sunday Night Football. Love is taking that next step. It looks like throughout the middle of the season. I'm not ruling the Packers out here, but I'm going. I'm taking. I'm. I'm going to take the safe pick with the Chiefs. I am changing my pick because I've been thinking about it, and I'm going Packers. All right. They beat the Lions. I really think they can beat the Chiefs. Yeah. I think the Lions could be a better team than the Chiefs. Yeah, That's I, crazy. I, I do not think you're, you're wrong. In the I am there. going Packers. Somewhat to have a disagreement with you, a little bit, but I also think the Packers can really win this yeah, game. Yeah, I think they can too. B- Bengals at Jags. Yeah, I think you're... I mean, I'm taking the Jags. I want to take the Bengals, but it's just, you can't. You can't. You, you can't because I mean, if they if they if they had a Dorian Thompson Robinson or a if they had give me the Jags. Yeah, give me the Jags. I mean, if they had somebody that was a decent backup, <clears throat> we we could, but they yeah. just don't. So, ladies and gentlemen, after this, you know, it's gonna be a crazy weekend of sports. It's gonna be a crazy week next week's winter meetings. So we may have some big baseball news next week. Yeah, and then college football this weekend. Obviously, and NFL so, obviously. Yep. We will talk to you guys next week. Yeah, have hey, a good one. You,